We've made it, gentlemen. Finally, it's draft week here. PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always, partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock. Pride of Northwestern, former Arizona Cardinal running back <laughs> Damian Anderson joins us. Gentlemen, we are stoked. Less than three days away right now from the start, first of all, of our party at the Ainsworth, but most importantly, the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. It's draft week. Let's go. We've got a massive party on tap. Right now, there's like a Snoop Dogg green room amount of smoke screens going on. Like, you can't decipher fact from fiction. Trayvon Walker going number one. Is Aiden Hutchinson going number one? Who's going number one in this draft? We have to figure out 23. It's that time of year, Bo. It's it's that time of year. I mean, I apologize if I get distracted. I keep going back to the Go PHNX app. You know what I mean? And looking for you guys. Smart. I like it. yeah, and reading the articles that, you know, Bo Bach and, and Johnny Vulnerable, you know, that you got the insightful, the insightful reads that you guys have. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. So go check it out, guys. Is that Johnny Vulnerable? I feel like that that's going to be him, actually. That's his nickname at 23. That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> vulnerable for Venerable, maybe. I'm vulnerable for pick 23 here because, listen, in years prior, it's been easy or easier to talk about projecting for the Arizona Cardinals and what the pick could be. Hell, like two years ago when it was the Isaiah Simmons brigade, I mean, Simmons was in the mix with about maybe two or three other guys. We had a good idea. A lot has to go right and potentially wrong for the Arizona Cardinals ahead of pick 23. But I think it's safe to say, like, we're hearing through the Twitterverse, through some insight, through DMs, private messages, like, it's the same group of guys, right? And so I thought for this first part of the show, let's talk a little bit about predicting the Cardinals big board as it relates to trends, as it relates to things that Kime and company have done in the past, because good hell, Bo, we know this man has a type. And then I'll give you kind of my five names that I'm, I'm hearing are strongly associated with this franchise. But Bo, give me, give me a sense of like, where's this team going at pick 23? Well, we heard it during their pre-draft press conference last week. They've got a couple needs that they outlined, and it was edge, number one, and number Ooh. two was wide receiver, and then number three was cornerback, which is kind of the wild card of all of this. We know the top two guys. They were there, uh, Derek Stingley Jr.'s, uh, the LSU Pro Day. He's in the mix for the number one corner off the board, and then you've got Sauce Gardner, a great name, Ahmed Sauce Gardner, who never gave up a TD in his entire Cincinnati Bearcats career, which is – he, yeah, yeah the, exactly. Yeah. I mean, are, are they going to aggressively move up for those guys? Probably not. Uh, but we know what the needs are. And and the guys aren't even like the, as far as Steve Kime, the brain trust, they're not even smoke screening that at this point. Yeah. Like we know what they're going to be looking for at 23 wide receiver is a stack position in the first round. But, you know, it looks like there's going to be a run on them before 23 as well. So who's going to be left? That's going to be interesting. I can't wait to hear your are we doing top, top five guys as far as you're concerned? Yeah. Okay. So I'll jump right into it. You want me to jump right into it? Yeah. Th- these are the five names I'm hearing are most associated with this franchise. Um, the, I'm going to call them the big five. I'm going to set these guys in. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change them. This is not ranked by any means. This is more ranked you sure, on. John? You sure? Yeah, this is, this is prospect ranking, like <laughs> consensus prospect ranking, but these are the five names that I've heard most associated with this organization through, you know, little minions, people chirping in my ear, 
um, you know, if you want a source, here's the source. I, I, I still very much feel like they're infatuated with Jamison Williams. And hell, you are, you're on Twitter, social media today. He might be falling a little bit. We don't know. I saw a mock draft. Drake London went ahead of him. So I, I think if Jamison Williams gets to the teens, all bets are off for Steve Kime. I think if he goes top 10, no chance. I think that best case scenario, this team ends up with Jamison Williams out of the first round. Then Jermaine Johnson, uh, two different mocks this morning. Peter King, I believe Daniel Jeremiah, both Jermaine Johnson to the Cardinals at pick 23. I think it's their preference to fill edge rusher early in this draft. This is a perfect fit. This is the fit, but I'm here in this afternoon. He's top 10, so maybe that's not realistic. Jordan Davis, I just, you can't convince me that a defensive tackle, the top D tackle is not going to go before 23, but I know they love him. Uh, he's actually 6'6". He's he's a monster of a man. And he ran a 4'7 at the combine yeah. at 340 pounds. Devontae White, his running mate, might be the better pro, but they've got significant concerns with his off-the-field issues. Jordan Davis, if he's if he's close. Like, here's the thing about these first three gentlemen. Jamison Williams, Jermaine Johnson, Jordan Davis are all trade-up targets. Maybe not next year's first, but like kicking in a third, kicking in a future pick. Those are the three I could 100% see the Cardinals trading up for. Johnny, I agree. Got, yeah, you got to get okay, to go ahead. 11 to 15 to get those top three guys, for sure. And if this were a spades game, I'm going with three with a two possible, for sure. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? I don't think any Cardinal fan, especially somebody like Jameson Williams, would have issues with with trading up for for a premier, premier player like those three. And then you've got the two at the bottom, which are basically, you know, I could say safety blankets, but then I see them both going in the teens and mocks today. Trent McDuffie, cornerback Washington, can play inside and outside, where we heard that before. Incredibly physical, not great ball skills. People think, you know, NFL.com's got to write up him about him today. Thinks that he's going to be a pro bowler within the first two years. The Cardinals love that Washington program, and, and they're bad in almost a thousand there. You go with what you know. And Byron Murphy, who will be our special guest at the Aids with on Thursday, is a free agent. They like Trent McDuffie. And Johan Dotson, let's let's wrap it up here. Played predominantly outside of Penn State. There was a little graphic, gentlemen, I'm sure you guys saw all over the weekend on Twitter. Somebody for Pro Football Focus logged all of the snaps from these top receivers. And, you know, as much as we love Traylon Burks, he played most of his snaps in the slot. Johan Dotson is an outside receiver. Now, does he have the physical traits, the measurables that, that you want compared to somebody like Burke's bow? Not necessarily, but I they they love how refined his pass catching ability is, his route running. He's somebody I could see immediately come in, give you six, seven hundred yards as a rookie. Those are right now, if you, you know, if you had to ask me, John, who are they taking? Those are the big five I would look at. And you guys I, throw your apples. And absolutely. At me. I mean, if, if I had, if I had my ultimate pick, I think Jermaine Johnson's the guy, I think that Correct. he's the guy that makes this team better immediately. You know what he brings to the table. Uh, he played rotationally at Georgia. He was a stud at Florida state last year, 12 sacks. You know, he's got the size, the athleticism, he's got the functional strength. He's got a tremendous football IQ. I mean, everything you want from a pass rusher, something, a, a guy that could immediately come in, and, and rack up and get to the quarterback, something that Chandler Jones did. It may be at the same clip as far as sacks go. I mean, as far as on a down-by-down, snap-by-snap basis, you know, it's, it'd be tough to match Chandler Jones. But, I, I mean, I would love – I think that's the pick right there. If you can be aggressive, if he's still on the board, Damian, you know, in the teens, 
Steve Kime said his pre-draft, they're willing to move up, you know, four or five spots. That could be ballpark for a guy like Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, it's, it's what's the value going to be. And you definitely need a guy like Jermaine Johnson and what he's able to do. You talk about the productivity, his ability, position versatility, his ability to go three, four outside linebacker, be able to drop in coverage, which we saw him do at Georgia before he transferred. And at, at Florida State, his ability to just stop the run, get to the pass. Uh, athletic guy, has great bend and explosiveness, and he has a plethora of moves. I think he fits perfectly for what the Cardinals need at that position. Obviously, as you mentioned, Bo, Chandler Jones lost at 25% of their sack total. So how are you going to replace that? Is it going to be by committee, but you still need to get about 10, you know, to I'd say about 12 to 13 sacks in terms of productivity for that spot. So I love it. I love the pick, but I also see where Johnny's coming from with Jamison Williams, because when you have a guy that explosive that can play inside, outside, has the ability to stretch the field, but also has that ability to make something happen, he's always explosive. Those are cert certain things that you can't coach. You're going to get developmental guys maybe early on, I mean, later on in, in the pick, but I think the Cardinals that are at a, at a point in, with this team where they're one or two players away from being doing major things, right? So we saw last year the productivity. We saw their ability to to move the ball, get downfield, the, the combination of, of the, all the things. But I think having a guy like Jamison uh, Williams on that offense only makes him better. For those of you who don't know, so career routes run by alignment. Johan Dotson, over 1,100 yards playing outside, only 225 from the slot. Compare that to Traylon Burks. Only played about 150 snaps outside. Majority, almost 700 snaps came from inside the slot. You couple that with concerns about, you know, his top end speed, which, you know, if you're a fan of this podcast, we don't mind. But if you're putting yourselves in the shoe, this week's all about projecting, right? We, we've given us or given you six to eight weeks of our opinion. Let's just talk brass tacks. Like, what do we think is going to happen? I don't I don't see this team least today, I hope I'm wrong, drafting Traylon Burks on Thursday night. Uh, right now, if you had to ask me, even if somebody like Dotson and Burks are there side by side, I think their preference is somebody who's played outside, who's a little bit more polished, right? He's undersized, but they don't have a problem, clearly, Bo Brock drafting undersized guys, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk. Like, until they prioritize size, and we're going to talk about the skilled group, and maybe it needs a little bit of a makeover here in segment two, I just... You know, Drake London played inside. Uh, these smaller guys are the outside receivers in this draft. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I'm not going to get turned off by I, I know everybody's talking about the stigma surrounding this organization and their GM and his, you know, affinity for guys under six feet. It, it's just been it's been his thing. We talked about his yeah. uh, <laughs> his, his little fetish. He likes under undersized small schools, wide receivers. But look, this is a guy he's coming from a the the football equivalent of a blue blood it's it's Penn State he's a guy that's been productive a, a ton uh Jahan Dotson I, I'm kind of curious though you know when you look at it as far as where is he going to play next year where's he where's he going to start in this yeah. it, it, they brought back AJ Green he's going to be playing the uh the Z you've got DeAndre Hopkins coming back playing the X you know and you're losing guys uh as far as snaps a guy that played the slot in, in Christian Kirk so I don't know. I'm not going to get hung up on where the guys took snaps in college. I mean, the same thing goes for Burks. I think if they can play, they can play. I would rather go with the the guy that's six foot three over the guy that's five eleven. But look, yeah. if, if either one of them are there, it's it's good news for the Arizona Cardinals. When I look at your top five, it's like you see Jamison. We mentioned you see Jermaine Johnson. It's like you're going to have to go get those guys. And then the mm -hmm. back yeah. at you know Jordan Davis probably is the yeah. same. He's projected around fourteen and a half. 
Uh, and then the other two guys are, are guys that are very likely going to be there if you stick and pick at 23. And, and I think they're okay picks, guys. I mean, yeah. I think that what the Cardinals want to do offensively, I'm early on in the season last year, none of us were having this conversation when they were undefeated. Everyone was like, the Cardinals offense is the best thing that we've ever seen. So let's break right. our breaks there and realize that they were able to do it with adequate height guys, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, as well as, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. So with that being said, if you get a guy like Dotson, Dotson that, that can mix it in as, uh, as well as Burks, those are guys that Cliff Kingsbury should be at his best, being able to move them around, creating space for them, dictating coverage and finding ways to get them the football. Those are both guys that we've seen are athletes when the ball's in the air. They make plays happen and they play tough and physical. Yes, one's six, you know, two, almost six, three, 200 and something pounds, but the other one can fly. And he's played against some of the, he's had some of his biggest games against the best competition in a guy like Dotson. So that's why I like him. I mean, I, I like the pick and it's safe at 23. It but is you're going to have, yeah, you're going to have, if you move up, you, you have to move up to get those first three guys, period, yeah. point blank. And if that, if at 23, if we land with Burks, Dotson or Karloftis, I'm going to throw him out there. Yeah. I'll be okay. I'll be, I'll be okay. You, you mentioned safe, and I think you're right. Blue chippers you trade up for. Blue chippers that are plug and play. Jamison Williams is playing right away once he's healthy. You're, you're starting Jordan Davis from day one with J.J. Watt, and I think with Jermaine Johnson, he he starts over Devon Kennard. You know, Vance Joseph was standing, Bo, but I, I think the one name on that, that list that I know there's going to be pushback, maybe not because of the player, but because of the position is, is Trent McDuffie. And um, I, uh, I, I just, that is basically saying that this pick is not going to be a factor as a rookie. I, I read that as an early round corner this year and people may disagree with me. That's fine because I still expect them. You, you Now you've got a group of four. You could still add another corner in free agency. I, I don't see Trent McDuffie on this team outplaying Marco Wilson, who's got a full year as a starter, who I think measurables are very, you know, comparable, if not better. Yeah. And then Byron Murphy in a contract here, you know, you're going to get his best effort. And then Jeff Gladney, who's got a second lease on his professional career. Just that to me for a team that's going to compete for the playoffs next year would be a wasted pick. It's nothing to, to, to speak ill will on the player itself. I would probably feel the same with like a sauce Gardner. If he was there, I just, I don't see mm. the value for this team it's yeah. depth, Johnny. It, it's I depth. Have, I mean, in a I game guess. that goes in a, in a game that goes three to five wide, you need you need defensive backs that can cover. Yeah, but that, I mean, that all starts up front. We continuously talk about this: the debate between a defensive back is versus an edge rusher. But you need depth there. So if the in the value is there, and you got a guy that's proven track record, you have history with the program of guys that have come and made nothing but plays for you. You know, what I mean, it's like almost yeah. like a can't miss Washington player. Yep, we're going to get him. We know that he's going to go out there and perform. I think that when they drafted Buda Baker as well as Byron Murphy, you didn't think that they were going to be the impact player that they were. But here we are. You know, here we are. If they're two stalwarts on that that defense that that defensive unit, Rafa in the chat though, you don't use first round on depth. This franchise does. This franchise once upon a time took DJ Humphreys and redshirted him. This franchise took Hassan Reddick when they had Marcus Golden and Chandler Jones. Um, I don't like the mindset. I want somebody that's going to play right away. I don't well, they, want. They didn't well, take us on with the intention of playing no, them at pass. Yeah, right. but you want that's you true. you have the expectation that they're going to compete. You know, I don't think it's yeah. like, hey, we're going to get this guy. He's going to sit him on a bench. Hey, it's great value. It's like Bitcoin. I'm just going to let him, you know, get him here and sit and let him mature over a period of time. No, that's not it. What you do is going to get a guy 
that you want him to go out there and compete. And if he doesn't help you immediately on the football field, you're trying you're going to try and get him in third down situations or in special teams. Like that's well, that's the game. And it it's is. not it's not just chasing the Rams either. I mean, we know when you look at the Rams depth chart and you see how deep they go at wide receiver, even without Odell Beckham Jr. in there, you've got uh, Cooper Cup, you've got now Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson, all just. Uh, you know, threats in the passing game, plus Tyler Higby. Like, you need to have to, uh, enough guys to cover him. And then also you've got the AFC West coming in. Uh, you're facing the AFC West, and that murderer's road this year as well. you got to have cover guys. I, I don't have, like, I'm not completely just turned off by this pick. It, it's not, I don't think it's as big of an impact. But look, at the end of the year, the Arizona Cardinals were short on corners. This would put them in a pretty good position where they have, what, four guys that you can really kind of just say, okay, they can compete every week yeah Jalen in the chat says you never have too many corners someone is bound to get injured that's true that this defense went from giving up 16 points per game to 30 once Wolf Wilson and Alford went out I would just resign Robert Alford but I get it <laughs> again like it's not my preference that doesn't mean that it's wrong it's just not what I want so give me what I want damn it um <laughs> and that's a first round receiver but like Damon you made a great like this draft is not a star-studded draft. We could be looking back at this draft. This could be like the 2013 draft. We, you're, you're not trying to hit a home run. You're just trying to hit some doubles, right? Yes, and you are. Have, yes, you well, are. I, at, at a first-round draft pick. This year, first... though, I feel like it's this draft, you've heard like kind of rumblings. Like, it doesn't have the star power last year. We don't have the quarterbacks pushing a bunch of premium talent down. Like, we're going to have to really rely on Steve Kime and his scouting prowess and his moxie mm. to come through, which – you know, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I, I, I think that if they can just find a player that is of quality and not an outright miss, like, uh, listen, I could be pounding the table for a receiver 23 and they could reach on one, reach on one, and it could be a disaster. It could be Nikhil Harry 2.0. And Trent McDuffie goes a couple of picks later and he's just uh, quietly just a seven to 10 year quality player. So I, you know, I'm, I'm open to suggestion that I could be wrong. Uh, it's just, you know, give us, give us what I want. That's why he's Johnny vulnerable today. I'm just... feeling very vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> it's that right. Stockholm syndrome we got too. We're just like, oh, I, I'd like a, I just, just want a single in the first round. I just want a little, little seeing eye single to, to sneak through and we'll just, just play it safe. Steve, when this team is right, that, which that's embarrassing because this team is like on the cusp, like they're right there. They know that that's right. why they retain the guys which, that they brought which back. Which way are we going to teeter though? Yeah is exactly. the, the, the real question. Bird Gang Travel Club, let's get to it. We're halfway to capacity for our draft party this Thursday at the Ainsworth. Well, let's let's talk about it, gentlemen, this Thursday, live. Live, 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 4 p.m. at the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix, our draft party with Bird Gang Travel Club, PHNX Cardinals, live at the Ainsworth. We are going to have wall-to-wall coverage of the NFL draft, the first round, again, beginning at 4 p.m. with special guests. Speaking of a cornerback f- from the University of Washington, CB1 for the Arizona Cardinals, Byron Murphy will be in the house signing autographs, taking pictures for the first 50 folks that come in, be there. I've already been asked, what time can we get in? Party starts at 4 p.m. And to Bergang Travels point in the chat, we already at half capacity. We have ranked it up. We've contacted the Ainsworth. Let us let more people in. Because you guys are busting down the door. We love it. We love the enthusiasm. Come celebrate with us. Damian Anderson, Frank Sanders, Marshall Ship, Sean Phillips, Deuce Latouille, then Bo Brock and I will be there hanging out, bumming around, right? 
We're going to give you wall-to-wall coverage of the NFL Draft, not only this Thursday via the Ainsworth, Friday, Saturday as well. Lock it in to PHNX. Go PHNX.com. I'm so excited, gentlemen. I just feel like we've been talking about the Ainsworth and this draft special for two months, and now it's finally here. <laughs> we've been talking about it for a while, and there's there's a bet going on, the over-under on you chugging a beer. So there's a lot <laughs> happening. That bet. There's, a lot, there's a lot happening. I mean, a lot of people... You know, a lot of important people with leather-bound books will be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's there will be of... no reading if I have anything to do with it. No <laughs> one's reading anything. Uh, no, you can RSVP I, yeah, in the chat right now. Yeah, it, it's going to be great. I mean, I just think to get out in the city, to enjoy, just to be to have the ability to connect with fans. Obviously, you guys are going to be there alongside some former players and as well as current um, Arizona Cardinal Byron Murphy. So I just think that it's just going to be a great environment to just show your fanfare connect with some fans and, you know, talk a little shit on what the Cardinals are going to do first and second round, really, at the end of the day. Now, you and Marcel, you guys are in the same running back room at one point, correct? We were, yeah. Marcel was an OG, man. He was uh, he made the team as an undrafted free agent as well. So when he came out, I mean, he was like a big brother to me. So we kind of went through it, you know what I mean, together. And before Emmett came, it was kind of the, the, <laughs> the, the Damien and Marcel show. We had a great time, man. Like, I know the wins didn't dictate it, but, I mean, Marcel could play. He was truly a stud. I mean, you talk about everything that you want in a running back. You know, he was it. Tough. I mean, what, what stood out to me mostly, and I know it's, you know, we talk about guys coming in and making an impact, was his ability to cover a kick and run down the football field and just get it, be untouched and just use that vision. And he obviously he could play the game, you know, at running back at a high level too. So good friend of mine. If I can harness that same intensity when I chug my beer at the end of the night on on Friday, end of the night. night, I thought it was at the beginning of the night. No, I have to do I have to do a show. I'm a professional first and foremost. Sean in the chat says when I chug my beer, I wear a bib. Um, no harm, no foul, brother. Uh, we need to see Johnny. I'm going to chug a beer at the end of the show. It's in the rundown. Um, but we're gonna, we're going to do it. Here's the full list via Burgain Travel Club of who's going to be there: Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson, Marcel Ship. Deuce Latouille, Marte Jenkins, Patrick Hunter, Patrick Cunningham, Jerome Daniels, Britton Golden, and more. Holy My shit. Goodness. What yeah. a guest list. Come out and party with us. And we're, we're all going to will this Pick 23 into existence. And speaking of Pick 23, come Thursday, you can gamble on the NFL Draft. I'm not sure if you gentlemen knew this. Via the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you want to take a night betting, betting on the Suns, take a night off, right? I bet a sizable amount of money on the Suns money line yesterday didn't go well. So we can take, we can take a night off and you can bet exclusively on the NFL draft via the DraftKings Sportsbook app, or you can bet on other NBA playoff games, whatever you want to do. It's next level. Get the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. No matter what, all, all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the first round, via same game, parlay, parlays can buy multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. During the first round, you get $150 in free bets. It's promo code PHNX. At the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports partying partner of the NBA. You got to be 21 and up. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook 
for more details, Mr. Bo Brock. Yeah, I love it in the chat book. It's saying game six as well. That's uh, that's a lock to happen now Thursday night as well. You've got the Suns on TV. It's going to be in the Big Easy. So only place to see it is the Ainsworth in town. I mean, it's right. just going to be an electric atmosphere as long as it's not uh, – repeat of last night also let me tell you children five and older eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine the vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease safe free highly effective vaccines are available throughout Arizona visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you so we're talking all this draft talk we've got uh we, we looked at a lot of some defensive players once again like we got caught up in it and Johnny you put this list out there as far as uh, oldest offensive skill positions in the league, mm. if you look at the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, we're wheeling their skill positions out into the sun basically every day. Like they're at nursing home status. When you look at them, James Conner, what is he, 26? You've got A.J. Green. He's going to be 34 this year. DeAndre Hopkins, he's not a, a young buck anymore, 29 years old. Zach Ertz, he's 31, going to be 32 not young at that position. So when you when we're talking all this draft, uh, you know, a, a nice 21, 22-year-old skill position on a four- to five-year contract, it's pretty appealing to me, Damien. Yeah. I mean, give, given the fact that your, your team, your, your receivers are a little bit in the long in the tooth, you know what I mean? I think it, it comes down to availability. What value is there at that 23rd pick if they stay there or if they move up to get a guy like Johnny Loves? Uh, Jameson, you know, Williams. I mean, I, I think if you move up and you get a guy like that, it makes all the sense in the world and no one's going to question whatever you say. That being said, I think it still needs to be addressed. I mean, with this team, with this draft being so having a lot of depth at wide receiver without the exception of like the first, you know, six guys that are elite. And then after that, it's like, oh, everyone throw the next, you know, 10 or 15 guys in a bunch, right? In terms of what you want in that ideal player, I think it comes down to, you have to address it, but I think, like Steve said in, in his press conference, I think they're going to go edge. I think it's it's something on their mind, but I think they're going to go edge first, and I can see it happening in the second round. Uh, I have legitimate concerns about this skilled group. Old and slow come to mind. Now, here's what I will say. Uh, Zach Ertz, you have been so putrid at that position for so long. Like, I don't – tight ends age well in this league, right? We still yeah. didn't play till he yeah. was, like, flipping 100 years old. So I, 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 Zach Ertz is here to be a red zone target, intermediate passing game down the seam. He looked fantastic last year. I don't have issues at all with Zach Ertz, mainly because like that position is so hard to draft, not only for the Cardinals, but other ones like that's fine. Put that over in its own little category. James Conner was a pro bowler last year. I don't like drafting backs high anyway. So maybe you hit on a day three pick. He becomes the successor two years down the road. You're not paying him a ton of money. And then it's receiver. As Ice Wallow comes, says he doesn't. Peter Schrager mentions that he doesn't see the Cardinals going defense. I hope that's true. Peter Schrager has Ice Wallow. Got him. You got me. Got him. I, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Got I'm a professional. Uh, everybody needs to keep it together so I can get through this train of thought. The Cardinals re-signed A.J. Green for $3 million. I don't understand what the rationale was to take vital snaps away from a rookie if they take one. Rondell Moore is the, the youth in that group. DeAndre Hopkins is what he is. He's almost 30 years old. You're paying him a premium. He better be elite or this team's not going anywhere. That rest of that group, you have an opportunity to reshape it in this draft, right? And I just go back to the fact that A.J. Green last year, at the end of the year, did not look like he could play. He couldn't separate at all. Kyler Murray, we have another stat 
was only second to Aaron Rodgers in his receivers not separating. Now, I think Hopkins has something to do with it, him being out. Rondell Moles' route tree was complete and utter garbage. But I, I just, Christian Kirk, I think, was probably due time for him to have a new change of scenery. A.J. Green taking vital snaps away from Traylon Burks or Jamison Williams, God forbid, or Johan Dotson. Like, I'm not interested in seeing that. So that's what makes me think, like, even at $3 million, Damien, to your point, like, they're, I, I think they are prioritizing edge rusher. I think they feel like they're in good shape with their skill players. And it goes back to like, yeah, we're a first half team. We look great in September and October. What happens at the end of the year? Old guys fall apart. Everybody yeah. was injured. But, but, Everybody was beat up. Johnny, great point. But those aren't, it, it hasn't been guys that are, are it, it's been a mix, right? It's been yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. It's been, uh, you know, Kyler Murray. It's It's been, you know, big JJ. It's it's it hasn't just been one guy. It hasn't been all the older guys. And, and with that with that core of of speed or, or skill guys, the only one that I have a question mark is AJ Green. That's that would be the only guy that I would be like, oh yeah, well you probably need you know to start thinking about a replacement for him. You know, at, at, at the end of the day, moving forward, year one or year two, because you know being on one year deals, you need a guy to come in and play that you know Z receiver. So I, I could see them going. I mean, that's almost you know, where I could see them, you know, going first round. I, I just don't see the value there at 23 of a game of a guy that they're going to get. That's going to be an impact player. I feel like they have to move up to get a guy like Jameson, you know, Williams or one of those top three receivers. And if that's a number one priority, I guess they, they have to move up to do that. You're not getting that at 23. You're getting an adequate, solid guy that could come in. I mean, Justin Jefferson once upon not- a time went in the 20s, though. Fair enough. I mean, but are you are you getting a Christian Kirk at twenty three? That's what you need to be asking yourself. Are well, you I think, getting? I think Johan Dotson projects very well to what you got from no. Kirk in the short no. term. Did you use with a, you with a higher Kirk? ceiling? How I watched him for four years. I hit a wall at the end of the year. That's what I watched. I mean, Christian Kirk. I think he's a dog. I think I like Christian Kirk a lot. I mean, I think that he's a great. He's been a great athlete. I, I'd say that he hasn't been used correctly, but he's done everything asked of him That's and fair. done it well. You know what I mean? Like that's I, he's not been DeAndre Hopkins. He hasn't been targeted as you know DeAndre Hopkins. But in that position, you need to get a guy that can come in and replace him. You know, and you hope that's that fair. Rondell Moore, you know, has a productive year as well. Uh, I, I think that they're two different players. I think you know Rondell is more of a special guy, literally in the sense, specialty like situational third down, some trick plays, punt return, kick return, and he has to show me more. Not you know me, but he has to show me more in terms of developing as a receiver. Let, let's get Mr. Wallow off the <laughs> – we're, we're just going to put Ice Wallow up there time after time. Just to – just hey, what, are do, what are you doing? Call what are you doing? Get your mind right, Ice Wallow. Let's just go. Call <laughs> just call my WC. Just call my WC. My WC. I like it. This show, yeah. I was so locked in to what I was saying. <laughs> and then if Bro. you guys not pointed yeah. it out, I would have just kept going. You straight Ron Burgundy. That you right did. There. I, love it. I did. I'm a yeah, professional, it. damn it. Sean's <laughs> saying Dotson's a better player. Because he is, he's a better player than. Christian. Look, all all the all the youth is on this defense. All of it. I mean, the last two years, your your two linebackers, you've you've got Zavin and you've got Isaiah Simmons. They're in their early twenties. You've got. I guess JJ doesn't cut the average bow. I guess no, he doesn't just throw it up there. He, you know sure, I mean? I mean he's he's he way was supposed up there. to be the glue like, guy. Look, Kennard, you got Buda Baker at twenty six. He looks like don't an talk elder to me statesman. About Kennard. But, but you Kennard, know, you got Golden. I mean, those guys aren't young either. Those but as far as like, I mean, Jalen Thompson's 23. We got to get, get that guy locked up, by the way. Uh, you, you've got a lot of youth on that defense. And it also shows how well they've kind of done on that side of the football in drafting 
but also you on the on the offensive side when you miss on a couple second round picks at wide receiver it just kind of goes to show that you have to draft better. Steve Kime has to draft the offensive side of the football better going forward. You you're not going to have uh, this crutch of Kyler Murray as it's it's shown like that's going to take you all the way through the season. Like he can elevate you on on certain days, but you can't just create that crutch. You got to give him some help at some point. And I think you know if it's if it the, the cards don't fall or the dominoes don't fall right at twenty three and, and the def- the best pick is a defensive player do that. But you're going to have to get younger on that side of the football it's in the second and the third round you get 55 and 87 you talked about help i mean they need to help that offensive line so what if there is no movement and they go o-line it's not the prettiest thing but it it makes sense you got to protect kyler murray especially given his health concerns and longevity of playing a full season without getting nicked up because we know that when they stumble it's been either jj or kyler so if they go offensive line is it does it become two beers johnny does it become because you're just having that type of night where you're just like, no, I want I fuck it. I you swallow two beers. That's the only thing I'm swallowing on this show. Um, pause. I pause. I'm going to tell you definitively. I I would champion in taking an offensive lineman, guard or otherwise, over a corner because again, what's the theme? What the theme of this draft should be an investment in offense is an investment in Kyler Murray, and I. First of all, Can guard we get a graphic playing. for that? Can we get a we, or a t-shirt maybe? Can yeah, we get a t-shirt right? people? PHNX Merchandise Locker. Yeah. PHNXLocker.com to, to, to take care of that. Receiver's my preference. You know that. I think edge rusher is where their heart is. I think guard makes more sense than cornerback because, number one, I think the value's better. And I just, I, I'm just not high on the cornerback position in the NFL anymore. I just don't think it's as valued as it was once upon a time. And so here's what you have to ask yourself. Steve Kimes never taken a first-round corner. Does he do it this year? His one and only high draft pick at, at guard was his first-ever draft pick in Jonathan Cooper, and it blew up in his face. Does he have scar tissue? Does he have damage from that pick to make him never want to go back to that? Because he's seen this Cardinal team make postseason runs, win division titles, make the playoffs with free agent marginal additions, right? And spending big once in a while on a Justin Pugh or Mike Iupati. I... Something tells me that he believes that position is interchangeable. And you just you go get a mid-rounder, you go sign a, a guy in free agency. There all guards are always available. As much as I would want to champion a Zion Johnson over a Trent McDuffie, I just don't Kime has to show me that he would be willing to do that first. Johnny, tell that to Kyler Murray. Because he's gonna be like, I, I want know, the I best want, don't offensive make the lineman. Out. I want the <laughs> best offensive lineman available. Don't don't you you don't just you don't get the you only get the uh, discount when you have to. You know what I'm saying? When you could get when you could buy the name brand, you're gonna get the name brand. So that's what you want when you have when you're with the expectation of paying this guy Kyler Murray and protecting him for the next I'd probably say five to seven years, right? Maybe even ten yeah. years. You want to have a profound, you know, anchors up front, guys that you know maybe aren't necessarily interchangeable, but everybody else wants. And I think that. Can, can you get them at 23 this year? I think you can. It won't be the most sexiest pick, but I think that Cardinals fan, fans will understand. I feel like Cardinal fans, Bo, would be more, more pro guard than corner. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I do agree with that. But at the same time, it's like you're not you're, you're getting a guard. You're not getting a tackle. And you got DJ Humphreys potentially walking out the door after this, this, this year. It's like, what's the value there? I mean, you just get a guy that's going to that's gonna be in the interior offensive line. Like, should you look at, at tackle? Uh, protect I mean, your investment at quarterback? Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, 
but I, we're looking at if we're looking at immediate impact makers, it's probably it's probably guard because it's Will Hernandez or bust right now. At that, that's not a great place to be. I mean, I like Will, but he's a, it's yeah. a pet project. The offensive line coach and I we've talked about it before on other shows. Like he didn't get the the red carpet treatment with the signing video from Michael Bidwell. Like that position, in my opinion, still vacant. Like it's it's going to be one in camp. I, I think Zion Johnson would come into this organization and win that job. Um, I just I think he's a better player right now. If we if we look to um, the big board as it relates to some tackles that could be options, gentlemen. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, if they were to look at that position, you're thinking maybe a Trevor Penning out of the Northern Iowa. I know a lot of people feel like he tests off the charts, but has maybe day two tape. Uh, Ramman, the kid from Central Michigan, Bernhard, uh, a lot of people are high on him. He's more of a fringe first rounder. And then it's kind of a little bit of a drop off. You've got Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, uh, the kid out of Washington State, Abraham Lucas. There's not that definitive what is it fourth or fifth tackle where you can really pound the drum to outside if you, if you want to lump in Trevor Penning. So to me, and value might not be equal. Give me the number one guard over the number fifth tackle. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'll agree with that for sure. Yeah. Any guys that you've consensus. we finally have a consensus and it's on a guard, <laughs> you know, not a guard. Johnny's like, Oh my God. You get us to agree on a guard. Johnny. We did it. I mean Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. He's a he's a baller. I mean I like him at tackle, but it, it would it, it's a pretty thin position as far as once you get to where the Arizona Cardinals are, it, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be interesting to see you know what the if we're gonna need therapy after this first round or if people are gonna be excited by who Kaim ends up selecting. I think most people, unless it's a wideout, will have grief with it, no matter the the pick. So if they take a defender, no more defenders. They get Jermaine Johnson, people, people aren't going to be upset. They get I, Jermaine know, Johnson, I, I floated that today. People are, it's another, I mean, he's an edge rusher, but he's also a linebacker. It would mark technically your third straight linebacker in the first round. Like you've got that, that three, four core. It's an, another one for that group. But I agree with you. I think he or Jameson, if either one of those are on the board, like those two positions, edge rusher, receiver and quarterback are, are really kind of the big three right now in the NFL. And so like you get one of those as Bo mentioned on a five-year rookie deal and you're not paying him shit. And this is a guy who dominated the ACC who, who like he's the anti Carl Afkis. His tape is I'm sacking the quarterback every yeah. game. I'm, I'm yeah. making people uncomfortable. I know how to get after people where it's yeah. Carl Afkis is like projections, this, that, and the other. Well, he didn't tape at Purdue, but at the next level, he's going to take care I watched Jamison Williams and Jermaine Johnson, and I know baller, blue chipper, right? It just sucks because none of these guys are going to be available. 23, you got to go up and get them. Yeah, you got to go up and get them. And what does that cost, Johnny? I mean, I know that you and Bo are great at breaking down the value and uh, understanding what it's going to be to trade up. What, what does that cost? Because you got to get in the, I'd say, 10 to 15 to get a Jamison Williams. And even I would agree with that with Jermaine Johnson as well. Like you have to – be up and in, in, in maybe even a little bit higher with, with what we're hearing about Jamison Williams. I feel like this draft, the more I've looked at it, boy, I'm anxious to hear your opinion on this because it's not a star studded draft. And that I think you could get away with a two and maybe a future three. Whereas if you would have asked me a week ago, I would have said to go from 23 to like 13, you would have had to give up a one. I think you could get away with giving up 55 and a third next year. And you could go up and get a Jameson. 
And I think a lot of people would be more than fine with that. You do what it. Did they, what, would the, what, was yeah. the, the, what was the Cardinals when they got, they moved up to get Rosen? Only a third and a fifth because yeah. the Raiders and John Gruden gifted them that. Oh, well. So it can't happen. It's possible. Like, the thing about yeah. the draft chart is it's dependent on the draft itself. Somebody may be dying to trade down because they don't like any of these options, right? Yeah. And they want to recoup and they're in a rebuild. Like, this Houston at 13, like, they, they might want to add some more assets. Their team's awful, right? So right. This, this is also not last year's draft where Devontae Smith and Micah Parsons are hanging around outside the top 10. This is, this is a meat and potatoes draft that doesn't have the influx of of high-end talent, homegrown talent where even my wife knows the players in this draft. This is a different kind of draft, right? And so there might be a team that's like, yeah, I like Jermaine Johnson. I like Jameson Williams. I don't love him. I would love pick 55. I would love a third round next year because we're not winning shit this year. That's ball where I think the Cardinals could take advantage. Yeah, sure. Aggressively move up the draft board, and you've got some teams that have multiple picks. You've got the Jets. You've got the Giants. You've got Philly. Who have what three between ten and twenty, right? I mean, yeah, you could. You, they'd be willing to maybe flip that and turn it if it could be. If it's fifty-five, you, you can right. you can bet that how's Howie Roseman's taking that phone call Absolutely. and really considering it. And then as you, as you mentioned, with the guys leaving Kirk and Chandler Jones potentially giving you an influx of two twenty twenty-three third-round picks. I mean that. The Arizona Cardinals, they have they have a couple aces up their sleeve. Their ability to move up and and not really kind of break the bank that would be. Huge for this organization that's had a brutally slow offseason. Like you could, it'd be like trading the uh, the the giant sheepdog van for the moped and Dumb and Dumber and completely redeem himself potentially with a pick like Jamison Williams or Jermaine Johnson. Now let me ask you guys this: If they do trade back in, if the, if if the little chime comes on ESPN and there's a trade and the Arizona Cardinals move up, who's it more likely for? Is it for the edge or is it for the wide receiver Jamison Williams? I think it's two different, you know, two very similar things, but two different areas, right? You got to go top 10, I believe, to get Jamison Williams. You got to go top 15 to get Johnson. And the reason is, I think that Jamison is a premium talent. I think that Johnson will be, right? I think under the right coaching, the right tutelage, I think that he can become a premium talent. Dominated the senior bowl, has great explosive bend length, everything. But Jamison Williams is a guy that we've seen in the SEC be able to do it at on every facet of the football field, a guy that can put, come in, take reps for, for DeAndre Hopkins. If DeAndre Hopkins go, goes down, your offense does, just doesn't shit the bed and you have an ability for a guy that you could throw in there and that's going to be you know, adequately or equally ex- explosive as DeAndre Hopkins. And he can replace A.J. Green. He could come in and play slot as well. When you have the position versatility and you add the explosiveness to it to take it to the house on any given point of the game, that's you, you, you got to be brave. You know what I mean? You know, history favors the brave. This organization, they have not been aggressive in the draft outside of the Rosen deal because I think they felt like they had to. Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury have a renewed sense of security. The quarterback might not, not yet, but they got new deals. What comes with new deals, right? You feel like you can maybe roll the dice a little bit more than otherwise you, you have maybe in the past. I, I think that Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury can look, go to Michael Bidwell and like, Hey, this is, this is a building block in Jamison Williams that, that we can leverage. This is a long-term play. You invested in us for the next five years with these extensions. This is a guy who's going to play a big part in our success. This is not, we need a Hassan Reddick this year because we're trying to win a Super Bowl, And then Bruce Arians dips out. That's the, this is the anti that pick. 
This is, yeah, we're going to take him slow in September. He's going to be kicking ass in December as we're trying to make the playoffs, the stretch run of the season. He's going to be somebody who is the heir apparent to DeAndre Hopkins in two or three years who's signing one of these huge mega contracts because he's making Pro Bowls. This is the kind of move where if you're Steve Kime and you're Cliff Kingsbury, you have the leverage to pull off probably now better than you ever have before because it's, it's a long-term pl- play. Yeah, That's how I look at it. I mean, it's a, it's a long-term play that can almost have immediate impact. I mean, we know that he's going to miss maybe like the first quarter of the, of the season, that being Jamison Williams due to the, the knee injury and coming off of that. But either one of these guys I, I really feel are long-term plays, Johnson yeah. and Williams. I think that either one of those guys that you get come into this organization and be stalwarts for the next you know, five to seven, you know, five to seven to ten years are going to sign, like you said, those mega deals. When you see the explosiveness by both of these guys, their characteristics, and they have the traits of the guys that that do it on Sundays and do it at a high level. We've got some incredible content right now on the site, gophnx.com. Damian Anderson breaking down one of the running backs uh, that you should be pretty familiar with. Of course, played his college ball at Arizona State in Tempe, Rashad White. You can get more insight on White, a guy that Damian worked out with uh, this as he prepared for the, for the draft. And we've got a great breakdown video on our website right now, gophnx.com. And we've got a couple more videos, including Jamison Williams. When are we going to drop that video, Johnny? Tomorrow or I'm Wednesday? Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it tonight. Whatever. Yeah, we're gonna, I think we're going to drop two every day in preparation for Thursday. Why not drop a little Jamison Williams action tonight at gophnx.com? Love it. Things very right. appropriate. Things very appropriate. <laughs> I mean, that's just a clutch move by our, by our le- furious leader. Even though it's Johnny vulnerable all the way through this week. I'm, I'm drinking that clutch <laughs> juice when I'm not drinking other things, apparently, on this show. You're, you're hanging out with ice. I swallow. That's Let's, right. <laughs> Let's talk about something better than that. We're, let's talk about our new partner, OGs. OGs Brands has joined the PHNX family. OGs is Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchen and dedicated to creating an innovative, memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. The quality of the products, that's where it's at. It's combinations of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Edibles are not just a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OGs is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences in their motto. Can't get better than this, just flavoring life and it's something we can all get behind let's get tropical they've got tropical fruit flavors like guava strawberry kiwi raspberry orange pina colada their orange creamsicle gummies taste like a damn dream you want to get yourself some ogs you want to you know ogs seeking to focus on life's opportune moments consume their product learn more go to ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com so much goodness on the way this week at the Ainsworth here in three days. For those just joining us, the party of the year, the PHNX party, really. What are you, what are you most excited about, Johnny? Bo, what are you guys most oh, excited about? I'm just – meet you guys in person. Like, you know, it's been a while. Yeah. For me and you, Johnny B. Bo, meet I, you in person. Yeah. I would say as much as yeah. – yeah, as much as I want to see you guys, I'm more into um, like all the free drinks and the specials, um, and that and that kind of thing. Here, low key, you gonna get a room? Gonna be, are you going to be? Yeah, I'm in the suite number sixty nine. Uh, I'll be low key with you guys. Every time that we've had an event, I've I've went and covered the team, and I've been a good little soldier, good little boy, boy scout, and I haven't partaken in any beverages when we've been out for pre 
pre-gaming, pre-tailing that, what do you call it, tailgate and all that good stuff. Pre-tailing. You know, pre-tailing. Pre-tailing. <laughs> um, I'll probably have a couple beverages in preparation for the end of the night beer chug that hopefully nobody will be witnessing. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to letting it loose, a, uh, ripping it. I, pick we 23. need shirts, Bo. Pre-tailing with Johnny V. We need that, bro. Pre-tailing like, with the with the the logo of him double fisting or yeah, double cup at a, get it, get a beer can. There it is. There you go, you assholes. <laughs> There's pre-tailing right there. Pre-tailing. What pre-tailing looks like? <laughs> Just drinking and pre-tailing, and man, oh, this man. show. I can't what are you wait. excited for, Mister Bo Brock? I well, I mean, it's it's we're finally going to start to see these these players go off the board, but we're just going to have an absolute just blast. It's going to be an electric atmosphere at the at the Ainsworth downtown Phoenix. Game six is going to be on one of the screens, and sure, and uh, just talking some ball with all you guys and and everybody that comes. Uh, can't wait to catch up with it, every single person that walks through the door. Tomorrow, PHNX Cardinals live. This group of fine people. Damon, are you free tomorrow by chance? Can you hop on with us? think i can oh my goodness because we don't have a show on wednesday because we're gonna let bo fly in with his with his sweet little babe into the valley so we can prepare for thursday night what do you say gentlemen tomorrow 4 p.m phnx cardinals live we do a complete first round mock draft pick by pick by pick we go through all 32 picks we all get to kind of combobulate the cardinals pick together when we get to pick 23 how's that sound I like it. As, as soon as you debunk this from Anthony that you're a flat earther, is that true? Well, Anthony Toltry of PHNX Sun Devils uh, <laughs> likes to push that narrative to drive ratings. It's like the SEO where it's yeah, like yeah. if we put Johnny's name in something, it drives traffic. So no, I'm not it. even going to comment on that. I, I'm, well, I'm, I will, I'm all in on a mock draft. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Good deal. Putting Damien on the spot here. Go no PHNX.com. Right? Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it. Have okay. some fun with some dra- some trades. Fifty cents for the first month. Go phnx.com. Eight ninety nine for the subsequent month, or just become a member under sixty bucks. Get a free T shirt like this one, my Wildcats tee. I'm going to be rocking a phnx Cardinals T shirt on Thursday. I think we're going to have some gear probably available, maybe Leah, uh, for folks to to partake in a little bit. We're going to be having the best time. Keep it locked in. Go phnx.com. The rest of this week, your Arizona Cardinal Central, not those other sites. This is where you want to be for your unbiased, upfront Arizona Cardinal draft coverage. Make sure, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review for Bobrock at Bobrock, Damian Anderson at Damian Anderson. I'm Johnny Venerable. We will see you manana.